Hello everybody, welcome to the grandest stage. Grandest! We are, we are fuck's sake. We are your favourite WrestleMania retrospective podcast. Uh, my name is Neil, this is Chris. Hi, Fucking idiot. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you for uh, listening again, if you are listening, that's great stuff. Yep. Um, just going uh, to get straight into it today. Um, so we've done a review on WrestleMania 18, which we're going to do in a moment. Mm-hmm. But a couple of weeks ago, me and Chris had the uh, wonderful opportunity... It was a delight. Oh, she's, it was a pleasure. It, she was perfectly fine. Uh, she was, quote-unquote, above average. Yes. <laughs> um, we met Ivy uh, from uh, the Breed Wrestling uh, Women of Steel Champion uh, as part of the Breed Because Words Matter Part 2 event, uh, which you can see in full on uh, Breed's Patreon, which we fully recommend you subscribe to. Uh, breed, uh, sorry, patreon.com forward slash breed, breed Pro Wrestling or Breed Wrestling. You'll find it. Um, yeah. Go on Breed's... Twitter or Facebook yeah. page and look yeah. for it. There's links. Check out the full thing because uh, the uh, the OJMO his chat with Dan from the uh, Grand uh, from the Royal Grumble is fantastic. So it's worth it's worth the price of admission just for that. Yeah. Um, but we had a chance to speak to Ivy. Uh, she was great. Um, in bits because you know she's a pain in the ass sometimes, isn't she? I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> But in all seriousness, uh, uh, yeah, this was uh, our chat with Ivy. Ivy, excuse me. Hope you enjoy it. Hello. As we've already been announced, we are the Grandest Stage Podcast. Uh, What we usually do is talk about past WrestleManias for about three hours, isn't it? It's getting longer. Sometimes, yeah. As the shows are getting longer, the podcasts are getting longer, and we're losing the will to live. So to actually be able to... Talk to another human. I say human. Baseball bats over there. <laughs> Carry on. Um, yeah, it's quite nice to be invited here today. Uh, as you can see, we have got Ivy. You're the luckiest. Yeah. Depends who you are. Ah, they get me. Uh, so, my name's Chris. This is Neil. Hello. You know Ivy. Um, and we're going to have a chat about things for how long, Mitch? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Are you keeping time? Shock. <laughs> okay, I'll keep time. Um, so, first question, how are you? Great, thanks for asking. Great drop in. Um, you fought in a cave, do you want to talk about that? Not really, it was shit. <laughs> Except I won, so it weren't that shit. Okay. Um, what, what do you want to know about the cave, Chris? Um, I'd want to know, like, what you were doing, like... Okay, so it was cold. Yeah. It was wet. Yeah. Um, I had to wear my hood the entire time. All my gear's dirty. My belt was dirty. Mitch didn't even offer to clean it, to clean it myself. Uh, But I won, so does it matter? Not that there was ever any doubt, Mitch, you mug. I mean, you say you won, but like... I did win, look. Nefarious. I mean, that, that's a, that happened, is factual information. She did win the match. She did win, but like... A little bit of help, though, wouldn't it? Nope. <laughs> the rules of the match were that four people were in it, and it was an elimination. Was there, or was there not, four people in that match, and did I or did I not win? I don't know, I ain't got a good memory. <laughs> can, can I'll give you a reminder. I think I did. Can confirm that that is what happened. To be fair, can't argue with facts. No. Okay. <laughs> um, how are you going to keep hold of this belt? Same way. Same way I've kept hold of it all this time. I'm talking. Exactly the same I'm way. Talking. <laughs> Let me finish. But the I'm question. the champion, so I talk when I talk. You shush. That's how this works. Have you not realised this yet? It's worked this way since I first started at Breed. So when I talk, you shush. So, Neil, um, <laughs> though, how are you going to keep hold of the belt? Like, obviously, Mitch wants it back, and he's going to keep putting, throwing things in your way. Uh, um, how are you going to deal with it? What are you going to throw in my way, Mitch? How successful have you been so far? Nah, you mug. Same way I've kept hold of it all along. By winning every match he puts me in. Cheating. Did I cheat? Have I ever cheated? Do the, do the record books say that I was disqualified or do they say that I won? Except that one time when I got disqualified. 
Every other match, won. Prima cheered. Okay. No, it's fine. Um, if you're satisfied with winning matches the way you do, that's, that's perfect. I'm satisfied. Okay. Um, is there anyone you want to fight that he hasn't, like, given you already? Kaylee Ray, please. And Danny Luna, because she kicked me in the face. Good, and I'm going to kick her in her face. Not really, I can't get my leg that I am quite short. You took his question. <laughs> Better think of a new one. Come on. Put the pressure on you. Come on. Can we Your question. Can we interview Big Joe? <laughs> Come on. Oh, now you're stressed. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out. Um, yeah, so Daniel Luna, Kenny Ray, anyone else? Casey Owens. I want to wrestle Casey Owens. And Kanji when she's uh, not injured. Doesn't happen very often, but when she's not injured, please. Candy Floss. She would mean to me as well. I love Candy Floss. From all in there at once. Don't, don't do that. So you've, you've touched on something there where um, a number of women have been mean to you, and that's why you want these matches. Do you think there's a bit of a running theme as to why that would be? Yeah, because I'm the nicest human in the world, and they're jealous of me and my belt, obviously. So it's just like real-life mean girls, then? Exactly. Exactly. I am Janice Ian. And if you don't get that reference, you are the worst human. Go and watch Mean Girls. I am Janice Ian. I mean, wait till we've done. Don't go now, because that's, that's... No, go now. It's the greatest film. Go <laughs> I mean, now. Go and watch Mean Girls. I, I'd, I'd go now, if, I, if I'm honest. I've seen Mean Girls. I don't know which one's Janice Ian. Get out. <laughs> get out. Is there anyone that you've uh, faced previously that you, that you think deserves a second chance to face nope. yet? Fair enough. <laughs> I could have answered that one. <laughs> is there anyone you think deserves a second chance no I was just asking that's right then. Um, so I want to ask about um, breed ring and answer Lucy Openshaw we uh, chatted about this before um, other things have happened in different places like a couple of weeks ago got us done didn't you nope <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. Um, for anyone that hasn't seen it, um, there was a charity event and uh, Lucy stunned Ivy. She came from behind, right? I'd won my match, fair and square, I might point out. Fair and square. I won, off I go. And then what does Lucy do? Go on, what did Lucy do? Attack me from behind. Attacked me from behind. If that was me, oh, I was cheating, I was cheating. But when Lucy does it, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, she wasn't in the match. It was after the exactly. match. Exactly. She wasn't in the match, so it was nothing to do with her. Well, it wasn't cheating if it was outside Nothing the to do with Lucy. <laughs> sticking her nose in, as usual. That's why I don't like her, because she's a nosy cow. Shocking. Shocking. Nicest person alive. I hate her. <laughs> Would you like to wrestle Lucy? Nope. <laughs> I'd like to have a fight with Lucy. <laughs> I say fight, it'll just be me knocking her out. And that's stunner it as well. Um, we had a Twitter question, Neil. Would you like to get that ready? We had a couple, actually. Did we? Because I'm popular. This is great podcasting, isn't it? This is amazing. You've not got notes or anything? No. So underprepared. I think that's a good shot with your Stealing his questions, chucking him under the bus. I'm not Fucking sure he is chucking you under the bus. I think Great. that's your job. Just throwing it out there. Um, so while he's looking at that, how did you pick your theme music? I didn't. Andy Hogg from EBW doesn't let us pick our own theme music, and he picked it for me. And then I kept it. True story. Didn't you have two? Weren't you kicking yeah, off pretty you had another one? Pretty Little Killers, we, yeah, we have one. And Ruby picked that. Got to let her do something, haven't I? <laughs> no, what I meant is I'm the bossy one. Come on. You turn that then. You turn that. You, the words came out of your mouth. That's what I'm saying. Neil? 
I am carrying it, just saying. So we have got some questions. Thank you for the, for the people who sent those questions in. Uh, first one is from uh, HFP Films, our friends at the back. Uh, so they want to know, who are some of your favourite people to face in the ring? Um, can I say no one? If that's your actual answer, <laughs> then we will accept that as your actual answer. Um, I actually quite like facing Eliza Room. Um, we have had a number of matches through um, from when both of us... We sort of started around the same time, so we've had matches throughout um, at different stages and we've sort of progressed along with one another. Um, I also like facing, for you guys that have seen any from me, BW, um, Adam Bolt. I know he's been at Breed and he's making various promos about how oh, I'm not allowed in his office and whatever. Um, and uh, Steve, I don't know if he's Steve one or two. Steve one, Jack, is he one or two? I don't know. One, Steve one, yeah. Steve two's all right, but Steve one's bare. <laughs> I mean, in that first video, it changed like two or three times, which was which. Um, how did you get in his office anyway? With my quick wit and sneakiness. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he probably left the door open. That is true. I just bought Steve one into a McDonald's. It's not difficult, is it? <laughs> so next one we've got uh, Captain Malice. Uh, Ominous. Don't think he's here today. He's not. Um, does holding the bat in your teeth not hurt after a while? Nope. Fine. <laughs> and the last of our questions is from Jamie Holmes. Uh, I'm not answering. If you could wrestle anybody from the Attitude Era, who would it be and why? Lita. Because she's sick. Do I have to tell you why I'd wrestle Lita? Like, she's cool. She was the one that sort of... Like, I was a bit of a tomboy when I was younger. Obviously, because I liked wrestling, you know? So, she was sort of the thing that I looked up to. And she wore a thong over her trousers, and that was cool. You can't get away with that now. No, that's, that's fair. I didn't ask her where her thong over her trousers. Yeah, and how ridiculous does it look? Did you not go, why do you pants on over your trousers, Oscar? Because I did. Superman did it. I hate Superman. <laughs> Worst superhero ever. Why? Because, like, the only thing that can get to him is kryptonite. There's no kryptonite just lying around, is there? You have to go to a specific place to get the kryptonite. Doesn't that make him the what's, best superhero, what's, then? No, it's boring. I don't want to watch that. He's got every superpower. He's not got one specific one. There's no weakness except kryptonite. It is lazy writing, to be fair. It is. I don't know how we've got this many stories from it. It's boring. It's no Spider-Man, is he? And while we're at it, Batman. Not a real superhero, just a rich man in a costume. I mean, there's a lot of that about in the world anyway, so... <laughs> oh, next question. Yeah, so um, one of the things that's become very obvious to everyone in this room is that over the last year, since, especially since Breed started up, you've been, we've been seeing more of you in Breed, in, uh, in Tidal, uh, Southside as well. Are there any promotions that you've not been to as yet that you would, look, you would like to wrestle for? Riptide. Okay. Just because it looks cool. <laughs> uh, just I like the way it looks, the way it's filmed. Um, the stuff that they've been doing is cool, it's a bit different. Um, just one of the promotions that sort of struck my interest. Uh, TNT in Liverpool, again, looks great. They've got some great talent there. Cool. Uh, the only other one that I really wanted to ask was... Um, so you mentioned we mentioned uh, Ruby very briefly earlier. Uh, so you are obviously part of a team, Pretty Little Killers. Um, one thing that's come up over this uh, this year is that uh, WWE have brought in women's tag team titles. Uh, Eva followed suit. They've got a tag team championship now. Um, is that something that you would like to see more of uh, in terms of recognition for tag team wrestling for women? Yeah, I love tag team wrestling. That's why I got a tag team partner. Um, and there's not enough of us, which makes it difficult for us to go out and do whatever. We do a lot of intergender matches because of that, which is great. Also love that, but it is nice to sort of see you've got like the work queens coming through i'd love to wrestle them like you know they had the owen sisters and just to sort of see um that getting the recognition it deserves in wwe it'd be great if we could do that in the indies um when you're going out shouting at people and 
just misbehaving pretty much. Um, how do you work out like what you're going to say in your promos and things like that? Do you do it just off cuff, or do you have a think about what you're going to say about people before you go out there? No, I just do whatever feels right. If like there's something specific I want to get over, then maybe yeah, I'll go and have a think about it before. But like whatever I say to the guys, like the fans and whatever, just they deserve it, so it just comes naturally. We have five minutes, just saying. Um, stall, as, stall, quick! As I'm, as I'm timekeeper, apparently. Um, I just had one thing I wanted to ask. We were, we were talked about this earlier. We were at Southside's ninth, uh, ninth anniversary a couple of weeks ago. You were obviously part of that. Uh, you met Maxwell Jacob Freeman, didn't you? I did. How was that? It was good. I, I like him. Like, I think he's funny. Um, we had a great match with him. The sort of sports entertainment side of it was great. Um, yeah, I really liked him. Um, I know I don't know if that's the general consensus about him, but I think he's great. No, it's, it's hard not to admire him. Is what he's, when you're looking at professional wrestling heels, I don't think I, don't, I think it's fair to say he's as good as anybody going at the minute. Um, he just gets he just he's just a heat magnet. He was a good guy when we wrestled him. I think that says more about me and Brady Phillips than it does about anything else. But um, yeah, yeah. He, he was great in, in either role. He's fantastic. Um, how do you deal with criticism and things like that? Like if you see any sort of criticism on Twitter or when people shout stuff at you? Do you think anyone dares criticise me? Um, I mean, the way you just looked at me scared me to my soul. <laughs> but, you know... Um... Um, it's best to ignore it, you know? It, the type of people that I will take the criticism from is the guys that are training me, um, you know, sort of the, the guys with more experience than me, then that's fine. Go ahead and, you know, take the feedback where you need to. You just need to pick and choose, like you would do in any situation, which feedback you take on board and, you know... Do you get much abuse? Because there's obviously a difference between criticism and just flat-out abuse. Do you get much abuse on social media? Yeah, Jamie. Do I get any abuse on social media, Jamie? Yeah. I do get some abuse on social media. Is it him? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's fair enough. And does, that, does, it, does it affect you? Does it... No. No. Fair enough. I, I, that doesn't surprise me about you, to be fair. Still the Women of Steel champion. <laughs> Again, factual information. Um, so how do you feel your, I mean, it's, been, it's not quite been a year has it really uh, for Brie, but how do you feel, let's call it a year, how do you feel your, your year, if I can speak, um, has gone? Pretty well. Would you like to elaborate <laughs> on pretty well? I've, like I to? don't, like, how, how do you want me to elaborate? I've got, I've got the Women in Steel Championship, can it get any better? Alright, well tell us about, um, what were your favourite matches? Um, the first one I ever did for Breed with Debbie Keitel and Raven Creed was great. Um, I actually really enjoyed my match with Tonga. That's the first time I've ever wrestled her. That was, that was fun. Um, I, I, there's not really any matches I can come out and say I hated that match, you know? They've all got different bits that I liked, mainly because I won them all. Okay. Well, I am vastly struggling to think of anything else. That boring, you can't think of anything to ask me. Yeah. Uh, overall, wow. we're, we're almost out of time anyway. Uh, Neil, do you have anything else? No, no, uh, just to say thank you for our illustrious guest. Before we do that, I'm going to open it up. Does anyone want to ask Ivy anything? What do you think of the Spice Girls? <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear that, the question was, what do you think of the Spice Girls? I like the Spice Girls. I don't like you lot. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to kill you. I wanted to kill you. It took me a while. Like, you guys got to that quicker before I could even work out what was going on. And I was like, what? why is everyone laughing? What's happening? You, I, it was clever. I've got to give it you. It was clever. But I fucking hate you for it. Um, anyone else? No, everyone hates you. How does that Sound. feel? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank It's not true. Ruby Radley loves me. Uh, okay, so one person. Um, Sarcastic laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you very much for giving up your time for today. You're welcome. It's been an honour, I guess. Carry on. <laughs> the bat is there. I'm not lagging. I've got it. Um, 
yeah. mean, I've, I've actually enjoyed it, to be fair. Yeah. But, yeah. Two people that like me. I mean, you're, you're all right. Carry on. Tell Chris how much you like me. She's all right. Tell Chris how much you like me. She's above average. I'll take that. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, that's us finished. Is there anything you want to say to the lovely audience that's turned up before you depart to the stage? You're welcome. <laughs> Told you she's all right, ain't she? A bit of a dick, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, we hope you all enjoyed that. Um, we're hoping to do uh, a few more bits down the line with Breed. If they need us to do anything, then our doors are open. Uh, we're going to start charging for it, though, so, you know. We've been nominated for awards and shit, so it's... One million dollars. Well, we'll start, we'll start at a tenner. We'll oh, I was aiming high. And then letting them bring it down <laughs> so they think they've got a deal. Uh, I'm <laughs> anyway. Not, I'm not the best at negotiating. I don't know if you've noticed this about me. Right. Um, we have watched a WrestleMania for you people <laughs> so you don't have to watch it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's entirely why we're doing this. Um, I feel like it is sometimes. Just some, some of the old ones it is. Uh, so March 17th, 2002. The Sky Dome in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Sky Dome. My second home. I'm going to stop doing that. I've been once. Um, yeah, uh, WrestleMania 18. Attendance record apparently of 68,237 people. Uh, all there to see Rock versus Hogan. Yeah. But they got the diamond cutter, and it was worth the price for admission just for that. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> WrestleMania, are you got any more? Fact boy? No. No? Okay. <laughs> I made that come off as though, like, that was an insult that I was calling you fact boy. It was meant to be, like, a sidekick name. Okay. So I'm always a superhero out of the two of us. Yeah, clearly. Um, So... Saliva. Fine Open band. up the uh, the proceedings. Fine band, terrible name. Um, I don't know. It fit for a time. Yeah, maybe. Um, I remember a mate of mine at school asked me if I liked saliva. We had any context, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Right. Uh, yeah, saliva. <laughs> excellent band. Sound a bit shit here though. Yeah, um, not not the best live. Sound quality is rubbish. On events, yeah. I think. They're a great live band. Yeah. I've seen them. Oh, really? I think I've seen them at Download. Okay. I'm sure I have. Um, great band. Uh, but in a place where you're going for music rather than wrestling, yeah. that's perfectly fine. You're going yeah. for the wrestling and there's bands playing. Sounds a bit shit. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania video package. Uh, what WrestleMania means to the superstars. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be a bit sketchy on my notes, by the way, because I wrote these about three weeks ago when we initially should have been doing the WrestleMania I mean, I mean, 18 you, one. I mean, you don't have to tear the curtain completely um, down, but okay. And then, obviously, due to your internet issues, we couldn't watch it. So, no fault of yours. I'm not giving you shit about it. I mean, I did find a copy of the DVD. Did you? <laughs> um, I'm just saying that I might be a bit sketchy on what I've written okay. for a change. <laughs> Because, you know, my notes are perfect. I mean, you can't read your notes at best of time, so I'm um, fine with that. So, the first match... Yes. ...is Robert Van Damme... Yeah. ...versus William Regal. Billy Regal! Um, for the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. Uh, do you want to go first? Or shall I go first? I, don't, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I'm happy to go first, but I have not got a lot about the matches. I've just done a summary about what I think of them. Okay. So... Match starts fast with RVD in control. Yep. Regal goes for the brass knuckles. Yeah. Um, but RVD kicks them out of his hand. Uh, there's a great top rope kick from RVD. Yep. That happens. Uh, and then Regal is bleeding from his mouth. His mouth. You, David Deville. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much all Van Damme through most of the match. Yep. Except for when Regal is cheating. <laughs> Uh, Regal goes for the brass knuckles again towards the end, but the ref stops it. Um, he's got a second pair, but then that gets kicked out of his hand. Yep. Five-star frog splash for the win for RVD. Yeah. New Intercontinental Champion. Absolutely. 
Um, I'd say these were Van Damme's best years. Uh, I liked his ECW stuff, but um, he, I think he got to do more res like wrestling rather than uh, stunts. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, you see, I think especially in his first year, he had some really good matches mm -hmm. with people like uh, Chris Jericho, Jeff Hardy. Um, this this match here, I think, is really good. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable match. It was a lot better than I remember. Uh, and for an opener, I thought it was really, really good. Um Regal, I thought. I mean, you're you're absolutely right about Rob Van Dam, but I think Regal looked really good in this match as yeah. well. Especially compared to the last match we had at WrestleMania 17, where it was very much felt like an opener with him and Jericho. Mm -hmm. This felt like, oh, obviously it was an opener. It felt like it was a match though. They were like getting getting into it a bit more and whatnot. Um, and I thought they both looked really good. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, was a bit. Anticlimactic because even at the time it was kind of obviously a match for Regal to hand the title over to Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was fine. Thought it was a perfectly fine match. I gave it six point five out of ten. I've also written that um, Regal is probably one of the most underrated heels. I think William Regal is the best best wrestler to ever wrestle for the WWE that never won the world's title. Mm -hmm. You'd like to count that? I'd have to have a think about it. Okay. Definitely have to have a think about it. Um, if you're listening and you have any thoughts on that as well, by the way, if uh, if you think I'm wrong or if you've got anyone else who wrestled for WWE, won the world, uh, never won the world's title, was better. I'm up. I'm not saying I'm. I'm prepared to have that conversation. I'm not saying I'm definitely right. But that's my Mr. Perfect ever win the world title. No, no, Mr. Perfect is a, Mr. Perfect's probably a shout. Yeah, yeah. you uh, can't say Mr. Perfect if you're listening. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um, I gave it a 6 out of 10 Okay. I've put I really enjoyed this match quite short but a decent match uh, it's a decent match to start off um, with a lot of fast paced high flying action yeah so next up you get a video package uh, it's a good Christian interview yep um, going against DDP yep uh, interviewed by the lovely Lillian Garcia. Yes. Fan of Lillian Garcia. Yep. But she was very good. Uh, and then you get the best theme tune ever <laughs> for Christian. <laughs> now you're on your own. It's great stuff. Uh, so, yeah, next match is Christian versus Diamond Dallas Page. Yep. It's from Yorkshire. Yeah. I mean, he's not, but it's fine. Uh, this is for the European Championship. Yep. Uh, shall I go again? Kind of who want. Cool. So Paige starts with lots of kicks and punches. Uh, Christian uses some dirty tactics to gain control, uh, using a low blow and pulling DDP into the ring post. Uh, Christian reverses the diamond cutter into a reverse DDT. Yep. You lost your shit at that bit, didn't you? You were like, oh my god, you can't do that. No, you can absolutely reverse out the diamond cutter. Did, did it? Is, was that alright? It's, it's, you can counter it, it's just oh, okay. you can't kick out of it. Um, and then there was another diamond cutter. Uh, DDP wins. That's literally what I've got for notes. Yeah. Um, it's not the most devastating move anyone... Sorry. DDP wins. It's not the most devastating move. Everyone kicks out of it. Five out of ten. That's I mean, what I've fuck you. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a decent match, uh, but it was over too quick. I put that uh, not a lot happened in the match, but but page one with a diamond cutter. Ten out of ten. Mm. Fuck off. Ten <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> no, so I've got you. Um, it's not a terrible match by any stretch, but both men are far capable, are capable of far better. We've seen we, and we've seen that over mm -hmm. the years. Um, Hey, Christian, Christian, I don't think really got going just yet in his career. He'd only been doing singles for about mm -hmm. six months or so, and this was probably well, it was definitely his last pay per view. I think it was one of Page's last matches for WWE uh, and in wrestling. I mean, it it definitely been a better match had they yeah. got a little bit more time. That's true. I think that's what sometimes lets these early card matches yeah. down. So it's it's um, hard to rate stuff yeah. better when you know it could be better, but it's not better because they haven't got the time to yeah. make it better. But I mean, if fact, that makes any sense, I get what you mean. In fact, in, that makes it makes a difference, though. You know what I mean? It can it can affect how good a match is, or how much you enjoy a match if it's clearly not had the time it needs. Um, but uh, I thought the crowd got behind it. I thought the crowd reaction was really good for some of it. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely felt like a match at the start of a card. Um, I've got here page wins with a diamond cutter, of course. 
Um, You're the fucking diamond cutter. It's the most devastating move in the history of professional it is wrestling. Not. Is that why Randy Orton's been hitting it out of nowhere for years? That's not a diamond cutter. It's exactly the same move. It's not a diamond cutter. It's different. You are misinformed. Um, I gave the match 5.5. It was There was nothing terrible about it, um, but it, by the same token, it wasn't great. Okay. I would like to say that if you put two wrestlers in a ring, right, and they performed that move, and then you asked another person, what is that move that's just been performed? They will say it's an RKO. It's the same move. You just give it its own name. <laughs> it's a fucking diamond cutter. You can fuck off. No, I'd know. Was that the thing you thought you knew what I was going to say? No, this is, that's later on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, to let everyone know, I've written something in my notes when it happens that I'm pretty sure I know what Neil's going to say. Uh, when, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm going to see if he says it, and then I'll tell you what, at that point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the next part is Coach with The Rock. This is a great promo, as you would expect. It's The Rock. That's what he was good at. Yep. Amongst other things. Escaping kick- to Witch Mountain was one of them. I think, <laughs> I think, I think kicking, uh, kicking Coach and calling him a sick freak was fun as well. Uh, next match, Goldust versus Maven Yep. for the Hardcore Championship. I'll go first here if you want. Yeah. I've not got a lot at all here. Uh, Neither have I. <laughs> match doesn't really get going. Uh, Maven looks like he's quite raw, looks like he's a rookie. You can you can tell from watching him. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to happen. He's, mm-hmm. he's new. Um, not the best match Goldust had by any stretch either. Uh, the match was ruined by this fucking stupid 24-7 rule. Um, two and a half out, of, two and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, Fuck Spike Dudley. So a little bit more in depth, but not very much. Goldust starts by attacking Maven. Uh, I enjoyed the gets... gold, uh, gold weapons though. Uh, I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that you had a golden shovel. I don't. I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Goldust starts by attacking Maven as he's getting into the ring. A uh, couple of weapons, weapons are used. Then a shovel. Yeah. I noticed it was a shovel. Uh, Mabel's that Mabel. Mabel. <laughs> Mabel. Maven is then thrown into a trash can. Uh, both men hit each other with bin lids, and then Spike Dudley runs in and gets a win. Twenty-four seven rule. This was fucking pointless. Three I, out of ten. <laughs> I, I agree completely. Then we get Drowning Pool performing Tear Away. Uh, don't mind this. Still sounds pretty awful, though. Yeah. Sound quality is pretty shit. Another band I like. Yeah. Um, then more hardcore stuff. Al Snow drives a golf cart. That was fucking quality. <laughs> into a load of boxes. <laughs> With Teddy Long, not all right. Hurricane swings in and kicks Spike and then wins the belt. Um, I'm not rating this shit. Oh no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not rating it. But Al Snow on the golf cart with Teddy Long missing everybody completely, not even coming close, and just fucking knocking them boxes over. It's probably the best thing on this pay per view. Oh fucking! Cause I did because I did, like you know when you've seen something for a long, you've seen something but you don't see it for a while. You can you you remember most of it. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about that. Didn't yeah. know he did it. Loved it. Uh, so yeah, Kurt Angle versus Kane. Yep. Um, so yeah, again, not a lot. Uh, Cat Angle comes out doing his usual. I mean, tails it to obviously who he's facing and whatnot. Um, but uh, sort of getting slightly edgier. Cat Angle's got the black gear rather than the red, white, and blue. Uh, he's a couple of months away from shaving his head. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's fact. <laughs> it is. Ju- judgment Day two thousand and two. Um, Why does he shave his head? What? Is there a reason why he shaved He has a hair versus hair match with Edge. Oh, right, okay. Because um, this is like a running theme. He loses the match and then just runs off. Right. So, a bit, so Edge basically spends all pay-per-view trying to find him, gets him, puts him asleep in sleeper, and then he shaves his head while he's asleep. Right. It's uh, madly amusing. Um, yeah, so this match, um, I thought what they did was well done. Uh, but there's nothing really exciting about it for me. It kind of fell up a bit so-so. Um, I think the way they got Kurt Angle over with this one, like jumping came before the bell, I mean, to be fair, I think there's only one match where the, the match doesn't 
start before the bell, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Um, but, yeah, um, I thought it was clever, with the ring, attacking with the ring bell before the match started. Uh, they, talk, they did it in a believable way. Um, like I said, I thought what they did, they did well. I just think the way it was structured didn't really ex- excite me, get me, get me into the match or anything. Um, and I feel like the ending didn't quite go as it was meant to either. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, that, and I think JR touches on this in his commentary, uh, if I remember correctly, is not entirely sure that Kane's shoulder was down. And yeah. he like, rolls him up with the worst roll up in the world, but he has to like move him close to the ropes so he can get his foot on the ropes. Yeah. And it's just a bit, yeah. But uh, it was all right. Mm. Um, nothing terrible. Uh, but again, like I said with the DDP match, I think both men will, both men, well, will they definitely do have far better matches. Um, Kang's a Hall of Famer. Kim will be a Hall of Famer. Uh, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, but I just thought this was a bit naff. Uh, I give it five out of ten. Okay. Uh, I've got Kane. Oh, fucking hell. Kurt Angle hits Kane with the ring bell before the match. Uh, gets the ref to ring the bell. I'm sure both men. You right there? No. I'm sure both men um, are supposed to be asked if they're ready before the ref rings the bell. I'm pretty sure that's the rules. Um, that ref should get sacked. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he probably has been now. Yeah. Kane looks pretty amazing. He's in really good shape, yep. probably the best shape. Um, Angle is able to suplex Kane a few times in different ways. JR says head trauma about 15 times through the entire match. Uh, and then Jerry Lola starts making fun of him by saying head trauma as much as he can say. Uh, I don't think there's anything noteworthy in this match. Uh, it was pretty slow, it was dull, and I was bored. 3 out of 10. Okay, it's fair. Okay, I can completely get that. I think I, my extra couple of points there just came from the fact that what they did, I thought they did well. Um, it just, what they did wasn't particularly enthralling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've not got a segment in between here. Is there a segment? Oh, yes, there is. Fuck's sake. Oh, is this the, the Godfather segment? Here's a hurricane spot. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> he hides behind a shoji screen or room divider, whatever you want to call it. Blind. It's not really a blind. Whatever, get on with it. It's a shoji screen, that's what they're called. Um, because I assume he hears people coming and doesn't want to lose the belt, he hides behind the screen. Four women walk into the room and start to undress and touch themselves. That happens. I'm I'm gonna assume, you know. I've I've never been in a women's locker room. I'm I'm gonna guess that's not how they get changed. Mm-hmm. I it could be. I could be, you know. Yeah guessing otherwise but you know I'm pretty sure one of them doesn't take a shirt off and then start feeling her own boobs and going ah, this is this, this and this yeah. that I don't know fuck it it was weird um, it was meant to be sexy but it, it wasn't really um, <laughs> <laughs> then they see Hurricane and Leggett and then the Godfather comes in and he chases him out I don't know um, then there's a video of The Undertaker and Ric Flair Taker beats him up and Arn Anderson and David Flair uh, and then they say he's going to fight him at Mania yep. and that leads up to this match yep. which is Ric Flair versus The Undertaker mm-hmm. aka The American Badass yep so is this the first change of gimmick we've seen The Undertaker have at Mania uh, no he did uh, American did he Badass did uh, American 17. Badass last time yeah right I couldn't remember because it was that good. <laughs> okay. At this point, I should point out that I am a oh. fan of neither of these wrestlers. Um, I'd never really got Undertaker. I quite liked him when he first came out and he was doing all the slow zombie walking type thing. I thought that was quite cool. But that got old pretty quick. Um, the sit-up thing does my nut in, I'll be honest with you. Um then the American Badass stuff, I got on board with it a little bit better because he started doing promos and stuff and he started being an act, like a real wrestler rather than a character wrestler. Uh, I know it's still a character, but, you know, he wasn't playing a dead guy. <laughs> um, odd that he then goes back to playing a dead guy, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, not a massive fan of either of these. Um, they're good at the jobs. That's why they've had massive careers. Um, just not to my liking. But 
It's Ric Flair in The Undertaker he's talking about everybody. Yeah, I just, I'm not a massive fan of either of them. But I'm saying but you that. You like The Ultimate Warrior. But I'm saying that first to then say my notes. Okay. Um, Flair attacks straight away, so again, we get another match where it starts. Yeah. You know, before it should start. I think the only match that that doesn't happen in is the Rock match. Yeah. yeah. Um, this match is pretty much Irish whips and punches and kicks. Uh, Flair's bleeding. There's the prize. Um, now there's some chops. Uh, <laughs> everybody should take a shot every time someone says Crimson Mask. Uh, oh my God, there's a suplex into the match. Uh, ten minutes into the match, this is the first wrestling move. Uh, then there's a two count, then some more punches, then some more chops. Taker goes for an old school, but Flair counters it by pulling him off the ropes. Flair attacks Taker with a pipe. This is very dull. Um, there's no emotion, no storytelling. Uh, it's just two guys punching and kicking each other. Uh, after Flair puts in, after Flair puts him in the figure four, he grabs Flair and chuck slams, and then punches him. And then Arn Anderson comes in. Um, Arn Anderson, by the way. Does the best wrestling move in this match, and he's not even mere fucking being it. That's that's a very fair comment. <laughs> I, I I will hundred percent let you have that one. Yes, the execution on that spinebuster was fucking brilliant. Uh, this match gets a higher rating for me just because Arn Anderson's in it. Um, Zero complaints from me. And I've put he performs one of the best spinebusters um, better than either of the two legal performers. Um, more chair shots. Undertaker can't get Flair up for the last ride, so he tombstones him and wins. Um, three out of ten, but I'm changing it to a four because of Arn Anderson. Um, never show me this shit again. <laughs> um, it looked like they couldn't be asked. Both men have definitely had better matches. Well, first off, before I get into what I'm going to say, I'll agree with that. I'll absolutely agree with that. Um, it took me a while to get into it. To be honest, I thought it was—I thought it was very much a slow burner. But as it went on, I actually got a bit more into it. I—I I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, I very much enjoyed the Arn Anderson running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've made no secret of it. I'm an Arn—I'm an Arn Anderson fan. I'm an—I'm a Horseman fan. I like the Brainbusters. I like Ric Flair. You know, that's not something I'll, I'll make a secret of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't—wasn't wasn't a classic. I would have liked to have seen the, these guys have the, have a match five years before this. I think that would have been a better match, quite honestly. I think Ric Flair was right at his peak. I think The Undertaker was in a good place as well. I don't think Undertaker was, was poor at this point, but I, I can, although I don't agree, I can see your point on saying he looks like he can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I get that. I don't know if I agree with it, but I get it. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was, it was good for what it was. Uh, it was entertaining. It told the story they were trying to tell. Um, the bit with the last ride was a bit painful. <laughs> that that was that was a bit because I fuck it and tombstoned him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gave it seven out of ten. Wow! I enjoyed it. I don't know okay. what to tell you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging it on its technical. Yeah. You know, okay. how good it is technically. Right. I'm judging it on how much I liked it. Yeah, that's fine. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna kick off. No, you're entitled to your opinions, although they're vastly wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> uh, next, we get a great Booker T promo. Yep. Um, could this match get the pay-per-view back on track? It could. It didn't. Okay. I will, I will just go, go into mine, because, again, I've not got masses of notes here. But, um, so this is Booker T versus Edge. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed what they did. I thought um, they, both, they both looked really good. I thought they were both at strong points in the career. Booker T not long off for his WCW run where he was the world champion. Edge is just starting to come into his own a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'll get more bit bigger as time goes on. He'll become world's champion and he'll ultimately become Hall of Famer. Both men become Hall of Famers. Um, but the, but I think. It was a match that felt like... I think if you structured this like a, a card, like you see, like an indie show, I think the Undertaker match would have been your last match before your interval. This is your first match coming back off it. So it doesn't really kind of... It doesn't kind of 
go full tilt. I think it didn't that I think we talked about it with the Dallas Page match. I think this suffered even more for not being a longer mat, for not being longer. I think if this had been longer it would have been miles better and I think it's a shame that they didn't get a match with where they get more time or, or more of a bigger run because that's a run that I don't think a rivalry excuse me that I don't think they really went with apart from this particular instance. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a shame because I thought it would have been uh, I thought it, it I thought what they did looked good and I thought it could have been a miles better match. I think on another night they could have had a better match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it six out of ten. Okay. Um, so I've got Booker T versus Edge. First note: Rob fucking zombie intro. Um, I forgot about that. Really good because on the uh, DVDs they released around this time, uh, I don't know if it's copyright or whatnot, but they've edited it, edit, edited it out to his old music. Right. So it's good that the network's got all the original music on it. Um, yeah, I completely forgot that Rob, uh, Rob uh, Edge had Rob Zombie's uh, music. Yeah, for quite a while as well, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Never Gonna Stop is an amazing song. Yes. Uh, I've put the match starts fast with back and forth <laughs> forearms. Uh, the pace has been raised by both men fighting like they hate each other. This is similar to the last match with lots of kicks, punches and chops. Some wrestling moves and counters thrown in. Um, but it looks like they're putting in a show. Uh, it's fast paced and exciting. These two guys are trying to steal the show. Um, they've turned a brawl style fight into a wrestling match. Uh, much like the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels Iron Man match. Where they switch paced halfway through. Uh, just to keep it interesting. Edge does a uh, Spinner Rooney education and it's over. That's pretty much what I've got. I mean, that's what happened. Um, I've put this, has put the pay-per-view back on track. I really like this, 7 out of 10. Okay. Fair. Like I said, I thought, I thought what was there was really good. I just thought it was nowhere near as long as it would have been, could have mm-hmm. been to, to get a better rating, in my opinion. No, very good, though. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through. Coach interviews the Hurricane. Uh, gets beat by Mighty Molly, as they were calling her at this point. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> just want, don't, not to harp on that too much, but uh, did he not suspect anything when he saw the frying pan? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so next is a story where I'm, we're just skipping over that. Mighty Molly, Molly Holly, whatever you want to call her, yeah. wins the bell. Uh, Stone Cold versus Scott Hall video. Uh, I checked the time at the pay-per-view at this point. There is exactly two hours left. Um, that has nothing to do with, you know, yeah. anything. It's just starting... These are the ones that are starting to get a bit longer, aren't they? Oh, yeah. This 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 is it from here on in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll be begging for three and a half hours in about, <laughs> in about two months. <laughs> Wait till watching fucking WrestleMania 33 with kick-off that's three hours long. Fucking and, hell. Kickoffs three hours long. At main event six hours long. Don't know if we can do kickoffs. I think we should do the matches on the kickoffs, okay. not the whole thing. Uh, but Ke- that cuts out about an hour, right, to be fair. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Kevin Nash takes ages to come out. Um, wasn't a massive fan of this run at NWO. It just seemed weaker. Than yeah, it. I was thinking this. It's like a watered down version of NWO, isn't it? They just didn't book it the same way the yeah. WCW did. WCW when they booked the NWO, they booked them that they they came in. They did the shit. They got away with everything. They they, they stole wi- victories all the time, um, and they just and we'll get into it in a bit more detail with both this and the rock mash in a little bit. But they just didn't do that with this this lot. They just kind of didn't book them to look as strong or as dangerous as the NWO did. Mm-hmm. They they booked them unintentionally. I'm sure they booked them looking like they were past it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it it wasn't it wasn't great though. Uh, Stone Cold starts brawling, beating Hall all around the ring. Hall takes control and distracts the ref while Nash beats Austin. Uh, Hall isn't looking as greasy as he once did. Um, and also, I don't know. I don't know what sort of time frame this was in. To where Scott Hall started having his issues and problems and I stuff like didn't, that. He was gone within a couple of months of this. Was it? I think right. he, he, he did a bit with. Um, he has a match on the next pay per view at Backlash, I think, against Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not long after that, he got released. Right, because 
every bump that he takes really looks like it's taking some out of him. Yeah. And he looks in pain. He doesn't look like he's moving properly. Yeah. Um, it's pretty... I'll be honest, it's pretty hard to watch. Um, Nash knocks the ref out. Stone Cold able to beat down both men. Uh, stunner for the pin. No ref. Second ref comes out. Uh, best entrance slide ever. Did you see that? I did, yeah. They're on the other side of the ring from the entrance yeah. wrap. He slides all the way across the ring. Yep. And counts as he reaches them. He does. And it's then, amazing. And what happens to him? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Second ref comes out. Best slide ever. Um, slides the entire length of the ring. Uh, counts on his arrival. Then he gets gets done, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but you you look legitimately upset yeah. about that. He was my favourite ref. Um, more refs come who, out. Who was it? I can't remember. Well, nice one. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who the ref was. I just liked what he did. <laughs> Thought it was a, a show stealer. Um, more refs come out to eject Nash. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, I've put more refs come out to eject Nash, and it, usually at this point you'd be like, "Get him out of here," or or something. Um, so yeah, Neil didn't do it. I'm I'm shocked and amazed. Um, Austin hits two. I'm gonna save that for your shit jokes, to be honest. Austin hits two stunners, um, and Hall sells the last one. Great, Stone Cold wins. Wasn't an awful match, but it also wasn't brilliant. Gave it five out of ten. Sorry, I was laughing at you like yeah, sharp too. You need to look at me when you said that, then thinking I was gonna do something. Oh, I, I had it in my head you were gonna do it. I apologise. No, um, it's, it's fine. It means you're growing as an individual and you're not using the same jokes every week. I mean I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um So with this one, again, I've got it wasn't a bad match at all. Um I wanted to enjoy it a lot more. Scott Hall is one of my favourite wrestlers. Um Steve Austin's great. Uh, both men are Hall of Famers. Both men are fantastic. I think this, again, kind of would have, would have been a better match a few years back, four or five years back. Um, they told, the story they told was really good, um, but it just, it never, and we've touched on this, we've touched on this before, we like, it's some, personally, it just gets me when you're watching a match and you know what the outcome's going to be going into mm-hmm. it. And I just never felt like Hull was ever going to win this. No, I think I'll be honest. I think this is maybe my issues with the Undertaker matches. We keep going back to. We know Undertaker's going to win, even if I don't but, remember I mean, the match. I know that he's going to win, so I already know the outcome. But I mean, going into this when I first time I actually watched it. Oh right, okay. Like with the like with those Undertaker matches, it's like some of them are just like he might actually lose this one. He might not win this time. Whereas like there's some matches like when you're going into them. I mean, going back and watching them, I know the results of most of them anyway, so yeah. I can't really use that as a factor. I don't think that's I fair mean, I've got a really bad memory, so I don't remember. That's fair enough, but I think for me personally, it's not really fair for me to use that as a parameter for the match. But like, you know, when you go into watching it for the first time, you're like, he's probably going to win this. Oh, look, he's won it. Mm. It's just takes, it just takes a bit of it out of it for me. Um, like I said, not terrible, though. I thought, Like I said, I thought what they did was very, very good, and there's two, there's two great people. Um, I, I give it 6.5. Okay. So we have an access video. Looks alright. Yeah, it Looks does. Quite fun. We say this every week, don't we? Um, and then obviously we can't rate access videos. Um, so we get a four corners elimination tag match. The access video was a solid seven out of ten for me. Was it? If only for Booker T kicking off because he's not in the computer game. That's right. Uh, yeah, four corners elim match. Uh, for the tag team championships. Yep. Dudley Boys with Stacey Keebler. Yep. I was definitely a Stacey Keebler fan when I was younger. <laughs> um, Saliva, again, play them into the ring with Get the Tables. Yep. That was the song. Um, APA, Hardy Boys, and Chuck and Billy yep. are their opponents. Um, I've written the fucking stupidest line ever. Fight starts straight away. Yeah, of course it does. Um, there's a lot going on again, as there usually is in time. This, this, yeah, this is kind of what I alluded to on our Survivor Series preview, which you can listen to uh, if you haven't already. Um, 
It's great. Go and listen to it. Uh, I think so. Um, these matches are hard to follow. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get invested in them. You can't tell a proper story. I mean, from what I remember of the story going into WrestleMania, it should have just been the APA and Billy and Chuck. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've just chucked the Dudley Boys and the Harder Boys in because, oh, they've got to have them in there. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm, a lot, I'm always a bit overcritical of the Hardy Boys around this time period because I thought they were shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just went, I just think that's it, the Hardy Boys, everybody. I just, no, I just couldn't get into it at the time. I, I mean, I phrase, I phrase, I've intentionally phrased that badly. Um, I just, I, it wasn't for me. I've said before that of the three teams of that rivalry, like Edge Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, I was always a Dudley Boys fan. Um, I just. What what I liked as a fan going growing up wasn't them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think they were shit. I just it just wasn't my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone at everyone at school, everyone at school I went to school with, they were like, "Oh, yeah, Hardy Boys." And I was just like, "Fucking Dudley Boys, dickheads." Um, yeah. So I just I just I feel like I, this feels like they were just shoehorned in there. If I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest, um, it's hard. To, I just don't find it very hard to get invested in these matches. Yeah. Um, it felt like it felt like three separate matches as well. To be mm-hmm. honest, they didn't really mix it up that much, apart from the start where it started out Billy, Billy and Chuck and the APA, and then the, the Dudley Boys get involved, um, and then we have Dudley Boys beat the APA, and then we have the Hardy Boys come in, and the, the Billy and Chuck after they after Billy Gunn tags in Devon, don't get involved until the end of the match. Yeah, which is best fucking payday you could hope for, isn't it? Oh, yeah. uh, and then we have Dudley Boys and Hardy Boys. The boys win, uh, and then it goes to Billy Chuck, Billy and Chuck, and the, oh no, the Hardy Boys win. Excuse me, and then it goes to Billy and Chuck and the uh, Hardy Boys, and yeah, um, the uh, it goes to the final the, the, as the final two, and I think the ending just felt a bit shit as well. Um, like they do the bit where Billy hits the Fairmaster and Chuck covers him, mm-hmm. Jeff kicks out, and the, get that gets a bit of a pop, and like it's like oh right, there's a bit of, this is gonna sort of have a bit of a good finish and then all that happens is referee gets distracted Billy Gunn hits him with a title belt and it's over yeah I just think yeah I just think get into it um, it's, it's not a criticism on on on, on any I mean I know, I've just, I know what I've just said about the Hardy Boys but I don't I think it's a particular match I don't think it's a criticism on any of the teams I think it's just the format of these matches um, I gave it 4 out of 10 I it's 5 out of 10 yeah I just, I just, I just didn't get into it uh, yeah I wasn't much more impressed with that. There's not much more you can say. There's, there's, it's very hard to tell who's legal in the match. Yeah. And there's a lot of people fighting all over the place. I think what annoys um, me. And then Jeff Hardy being a sex pest and slapping Stacey Keebler's ass. He's out of the line. Get him out of here. Get him out. Get him out of here. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think what didn't help with this one as well is that my favourite tag team in this match was the APA. Yeah. And they were eliminated first. Yeah. Which seems to happen to me all the time I watch these kind of matches. <laughs> so we get an NWO promo. Um, Hulk Hogan basically saying he don't want any help. Yep. And then Nash being like, "We're going to help him anyway." That's bullshit. NWO don't don't the attacking gangs. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, Molly Holly gets hit with the door by Christian. Takes a fucking right one. And uh, Christian wins the hardcore title. Yep. Um, then there's a hawk. Hawk. Are you not going to rate that match? Uh, no, because it's not a match. Um, <laughs> I said a, a hawk. There was a pinfall. <laughs> there was a pinfall. Um, hawk. Yeah, I said a hawk. Yeah. What I've done there is <laughs> I've combined the words Hogan and Rock <laughs> to hawk. There was a Hogan and Rock video uh, leading into Hogan and Rock match. Yeah. Um, so I've pretty much just picked some key points throughout um, and then getting the rating. So Rock and Hogan circle the ring. Uh, they test each other out, shoulder barge and grapple holds. Uh, Hogan get the better of Rock. Uh, Rock hits Hogan, who is unable to get over the top rope, so just drops to the floor and slides underneath. Yep, well I thought it was a good save. Yep. Um, Hogan is a very tanned man. I mean, that's not news. It isn't news, but this particular day, he seemed a little bit more tanned. Um... This is mostly Hogan uh, overpowering and cheating The Rock. Um, even the ref starts to screw The Rock out of things by taking the chair off him when he's about to hit Hogan. Um, Hogan throws The Rock into the ref. The ref is out. Rock sharpshooter. Sharpshooter? Rock sharpshooter. Um, 
Hogan taps, but the ref doesn't see it. Crowd chant, Rocky sucks, which I thought was weird, that everybody started turning on Rock. Yeah. Uh, Hogan hits a rock bottom to a massive pop. Two count. Hogan uses his leather weight belt thing, yeah. whatever they call them, back support. Um, rock does a DDT. Rock then uses the belt. Rock bottom, two count. Hulk hulks up. Big boot, leg drop, two count. Uh, rock does a couple of rock bottoms. Uh, gets kicked out. People's elbow, three count. Rock wins. I've put this as six out of ten. Uh, this was a perfectly fine match. Nothing too outstanding, uh, but wasn't rubbish either. Uh, Hall and Nash come out afterwards um, and attack Hogan uh, for trying to shake, mm, trying to shake the Rock's hand. I think it is. Uh, then Rock comes in and smashes them, and Hogan and the Rock celebrate. Yep, celebrate. Um, I need water because my voice is starting to. Go. <laughs> um, so for this one, I've got. I really, I really, really enjoyed this match. The atmosphere all the way through it was was really good. Uh, the uh, crowd definitely not settling on one person. Some of them really like the Rock. Some of them really like Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was really really. I think that kind of dragged me in. I think that might be part of the reason why I gave this match the score that I did. If I'm being honest, which I don't, I'm, which I'm, I don't regret. I'm just rationalising it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was great back and forth. I thought the uh, the high the high spots from both guys were really good. I thought the um, story told was amazing, and uh, the the end kind of felt like it. Came, it was a good end, but it kind of felt like it kind of jumped out of nowhere, um, just with uh, the two and throwing and then rock. Hit, uh, get managers to get him in position for people's elbow. Yeah, um, gets the win. Um, it's a better match than I think anyone could have expected. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. It was like I said. I mean, we've we've spoke about this before with Hogan when he was back in the nineties, uh, early nineties, uh, some of the eighties stuff. Um, he um, he's not the greatest technical wrestler in the world, but he's so good at telling a story, and I think that's why he's uh, one of the one, one of the all time greats. And I think. Respective personal opinions on him, I don't think anyone can really sort of argue that. Yeah. Quite frankly, um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was really, uh, really, really enthralling. I, I, it just really surprised me. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it watching it back as much as I did. Uh, I give it eight out of ten. Okay. I said seven, six. I yeah. gave it a six. Um, I may have missed something because I got bored of watching Hogan and Rock celebrate, <laughs> so I skipped on and I just skipped it on to the start of the next match, which is Jazz. Lita and Trish. Yeah, I don't think anything happens in between, no. Right. Um, very quick notes because it's a very quick match. Yeah. Uh, Lita and Trish attack Jazz. Jazz fights back uh, and knocks both women down. Uh, Trish is kicked out of the ring. Each wrestler then gets their offense in, one being out of the ring, one coming in yeah. and doing that sort of thing, triple threat style. Um, Jazz wins with a top rope suplex type thing. Um, I've given it a four. It's not bad again. It's not great. It's the story of this mm. WrestleMania. Yeah. It's not got a lot of time. It's, it's what is it? It's like maybe eight or nine minute match. Yeah, if that. yeah, that's probably about right. I've just got it. It's perfectly fine. There's nothing particularly bad or outstanding. Um, Jazz, I thought looked good. Uh, Trish and Lita were all right, but they'll definitely get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's proven to be the case. Yeah. Um, I remember this time when basically the only wrestling move Trish knew was the bulldog. <laughs> um, and yeah, Lita basically just used the Hardy Boys moves and then a moonsault. Uh, but it was, it, like I say, wasn't terrible. Just wasn't particularly outstanding. Uh, I give it five out of ten. Okay. Um, I think Jazz definitely looked like the most experienced one in the ring, mm-hmm. um, and the fisherman thing she used off the top rope was a devastating move. Yeah. Good, good win. Me then rolls up Christian. To win the hardcore title, and I am bored of this fucking shit. Um, Did you not enjoy him s- s- driving off in Christian's taxi though? That was quite funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sticking his head out of window waving title. Him. Yeah. I thought someone tried to get in then. Um, Triple H and Jericho last match. Yeah. Um, so I've just got here. Um, as an overall presentation of the match, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both men were on form. I think they told the story immaculately. And the and the the stakes were there to make this feel like it felt like a main event, um, whereas like we've had some matches before, not so much on this WrestleMania, but they had some matches before where didn't quite f- as much as I've given some good scores out. I don't think they felt quite like a main event. Um, 
I think the Rock match finished a bit too suddenly, and I don't I don't think the uh, the execution, quite frankly, on the Undertaker match was there either. So I don't mm-hmm. think. I mean, this was a world title. This was always going to be the main event. But I just mean, if you'd had world title in them other stories, and this match was lower down on the card, I think it would have been. I don't know. I think it would have felt like um, a bit of a at place. Yeah. Know, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I thought both men were great. I thought the uh, the, the work was great. I think Jericho's fine. This was when Jericho was just hitting his stride as a real, a real a standout talent. Triple H has been around the main event pitch for a couple of years at this point. Um, execution was fantastic. I, it was just really, really enthralling. I think mm-hmm. it's really good. Uh, I think we should just point out as well. We don't. We haven't talked about commentary on here. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Uh, as much as the some matches, they were a little bit annoying with like the Crimson Mask and the. Uh, head trauma and head stuff. Trauma, yeah. I think throughout the event they did, they, they were good. I think and that's the the, the the sort of standard standard pairing, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think they're going to do the next couple of WrestleManias for Raw because we have a brand split after this one. Um, but uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, thought it was a good match. Thought it was a, felt like felt like a main event. Thought it was the best match, the be, definitely the best match to end the show on. Uh, I gave it as an overall eight point five. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got too much different to what you've just said. Uh, pretty much same thing. Um, I did notice that Triple H used Hogan's tan guy. Um, <laughs> he, he, he was much noticeably brown. I went. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it, I thought exactly the same. I gave I gave the match an eight, and I gave the whole event a seven. I agree. I gave it a seven as well. It was I was put here uh, as my note. Uh, some really good stuff. There's some stuff that was not so great. But I thought the show was good. I wasn't at any point. Um, as much as I was annoyed with the actual official hardcore title match, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, there was nothing um, about it that made me think this is shit. I don't know. I don't. I can't be arsed with this, uh, which is a good sign. I think when you've got a four-hour show and you don't and that's and you don't have that feeling all the way through it, that's that's good. That's a good good um, good indictment. I think. Yeah. Um, if you've seen this is the listeners. If you've seen WrestleMania 18. Um, you know, if you want to share your thoughts with us, please let us know. If you have any questions about anything we've covered, uh, if this has made you want to watch it, probably hasn't. But if, <laughs> but you know, feel free to give it a look, see what you think. Um, we enjoyed it. We've we've agreed on the score, overall score yeah. of the show. Um, you're wrong about Rick Flair and the Undertaker, but that's all right. It's not a problem. I have to stand up from that tiny chair. <laughs> um, next up for us is WrestleMania 19. That's, uh, that's how numbers work. Yeah, uh, I think I used that joke on you last time. Didn't yeah. I? Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. That's the fit. So between now and then, brand split. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have Raw, Raw, and SmackDown matches. Two sets of commentary. Uh, we're gonna see how it works. See how it uh, see how it goes. Uh, as always, you can follow us at Grandis underscore Stage on Twitter. If you have any uh, uh, questions, feedback, or anything else, please let us know. Uh, like and uh, subscribe. You can't like a podcast, but you can subscribe to it. Um, give us your big old five star ratings uh, on. Uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, and just put in the comments Frog Splash. Um, it's a Rob Van Dam joke. Yes, I got that. <laughs> All right. You just didn't look very impressed. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. It was, it was, it was a perfectly <laughs> fine joke. Uh, I will give it a 5.5 out of 10. No, I've done better. Uh, that's fair, I'll accept it. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week and uh, have a great time, everybody. Yay.